Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. I am so grateful to get an opportunity uh, to share today. Uh, getting to, to sit in this seat is not something uh, that I have earned, but it is something that I've been blessed to do uh, and been entrusted to do. And so I don't, I don't take it lightly, this opportunity to share uh, some, some thoughts with you all this morning. Um, but we're going to look at, uh, if you want to, if you are going to take notes or uh, just follow along in your Bible, uh, I'm going to read real quick out of Second Kings chapter 4. Uh, verse 1 through 6, 2 Kings 4, 1 through 6. Uh, it says, One day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your neighbors and friends. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. So I... uh I, I'm really excited about the season that we're in as a church, really excited about the season that we're in because one of the things uh, that we keep seeing week in and week out, uh, there are new faces walking through our doors. There are new families, couples, individuals uh, walking in here. And I, I don't believe that anyone actually comes here on accident. Um, even if it's if they had some purpose in mind, I believe that is actually God that draws people here and that every person uh, that he draws here is actually a, a, a gift, uh, a blessing for our church, something good that's being put in our hands, something good uh, that is being um, put in our hands and that we we have to, uh, that with any gift, uh, we have to make sure that we're ready to receive it well, Um, but not not only in this case receive it well, but make sure uh, that we do with it the best that we can, that we do with it the best that we can. You know, I I know on on any given Sunday... um, any given Sunday, we have a lot of things going on in this building. We have amazing worship. We have lights flashing everywhere. There's haze, smoke filling the place. Some people walk in thinking that the, that the building's on fire because uh, they've never seen that before. We have uh, people in the parking lot, in the lobby, uh, coffee bar, all over the building with signs, all of these things, all these intentional things uh, that we have prepared as we're ready for people to come in. But but. What, what I've seen over the years is, is I've seen uh, a lot of different lives transformed. I've seen a lot of people who came in one way and they left differently, um, who, whose life was all about one thing, uh, but because God got a hold of them once they got in this house, it is now about something bigger and greater altogether. But I know um, that it actually doesn't come down to uh, the lights in this room. It doesn't come down to uh, the production quality of our service. It doesn't come down to all of the things that we have set up. Now, we'll continue to be excellent with each and every one of those things because 
they do matter. There are people on the other side of those things. They absolutely do matter. But every story of life change, every story of transformation, of God moving on someone's heart that I have heard in this house, really what it came down to, it came down to the people. It came down to the, the people uh, that, that leaned in uh, and shared their story. It came down to the people that let them know um, that they were worth something, that they had value, that there was more for them uh, than what they thought. And, uh, and, and, and I know that, that what God is going to do in this next season is incredible. What God is going to do in our church, through our church, in Broken Arrow, is actually bigger than we realize. But what it all comes down to is... The people, and I think by looking at the story of Elisha and this widow, uh, we can have a better idea of of what we need to do and how we need to be ready for uh, the people that are coming this weekend, the people that are coming in this next season. How we can best be prepared for what God is putting in our hands. Uh, the story is is uh, is awesome. This woman is in debt uh, and so much debt that they're going to take her children. Not going to take her house. Not going to take herself, but take her kids. Um, and uh, and that's that's a frightening thought by itself. But Elisha's response, I love that he starts by saying, "Tell me, what do you have in your house?" I love this because how often is it true that? When we're praying to God, asking for him uh, to, to do something, when we're asking God to intervene in a situation to move, how often uh, does he point us back to something that we actually already have in our hands? How often does he point us back to what he's already put into our hands? And when it comes to this house, uh, what God has put in our hands, what God has put in our hands are, are actually the leaders of this house. Everyone in this room, if you're in this room, if you're under the sound of my voice, you are a leader. Um, you, you may not agree, but that's okay. I win. I, what I, I have the microphone. I, I'm saying that you're a leader because God has called you to be a leader. You may not realize it yet. You may not have stepped into it yet, but that's true about you. You have influence, and God wants to use the influence that you have to move in people's lives. Ultimately, it's going to come down to the leadership of this room, the leadership of this house that God is going to use to facilitate miracles in this church. And so we've got to be ready to catch what God is doing. Uh, to receive the blessing that God was going to pour out for her life, she had to send her sons to run everywhere to get these vessels. Uh, and and what, I, what I found interesting about that is the fact that uh, what she had at the start, she already had some vessels in her home. She already had some oil in her home. But what she had to start with uh, was not actually enough. Uh, for this woman, it was actually a question of capacity. A question of capacity. You know, we, we, we're always asking God uh, to use us more. We're always asking God to do something through our lives. God, I want to see you work a miracle through me. I want to be the answer to someone's problem. God, would you do this? Would you use me? Would you have your way? But are we ready for his, for his answer? Are we, are we ready for what God would do through us? Do we have the capacity to facilitate what God wants to walk out through our lives? And this is why it matters so much that, that as we have up on the screens that we are asking God, God, make me more hungry for you. God, I, I, want, I want to desire you more. I want, I want more, God. I'm not satisfied with what I have right now. God, give me the spirit that wants to grow, that wants to move forward, that wants to be ready for more. What, what is our, our current capacity? How much room do we have in our lives for what God wants to do through us? 
in people's lives. The question I'm wondering is, is how are we resourcing ourselves? How are we, are we working on growing ourselves from being able to handle a little bit to a lot? If we're just asking God for it and then doing nothing to walk in direction uh, with our faith, then nothing's going to shift. Are we listening to leadership podcasts? Are, are we listening uh, to leadership podcasts that let us know, um, you know, how to use our influence for God's best in people's lives? Are we, uh, are we following great leaders, people that we see love well and people that we see lead well? Are we putting ourselves in their presence so we can absorb what they have and hopefully have it rub off on us? Are, are we seeking to learn always in season and in out? I, I, think, about, I think about Jesus. His ministry lasted for three years. But he was 33 years old when uh, he went to the cross. So there were, there were 30 years before of what? Just hanging out? No, no, no. Jesus was preparing each and every day, living and loving and practicing, walking in faith, practicing uh, the things that God would use later on in his time of ministry. 30 years of preparation. I'm not saying you need to practice 30 years to get ready for what God's going to do. I think it's going to be sooner than that. But what are we doing to get ourselves ready? What are we doing to enlarge our capacity now for what God is going to do then? Just the other night, I got to go to uh, uh, I got to go to dinner at a restaurant called Texas de Brazil, um, which is an insane establishment because literally you sit down and it's like a high end buffet because there are these like nice men with a spit with all this like meat on it talking about filet filet wrapped in bacon chicken chicken wrapped in bacon bacon on bacon on bacon wrapped in bacon like there were so many things that they're bringing by and so uh, as I was getting ready for it my, my buddy uh, that I went with he was like uh, joking about fasting all day <laughs> uh, fasting all day so that he could be ready to just go to town when it came down to Texas Day Brazil um, and I, I, I you know I know how important it it is. Uh, I don't know how funny it is actually in that scenario, but really when it comes to making ourselves ready for what God is going to do, for what the people God is going to bring into our space, into our lives, what are we willing to say no to so that we can have space for more people? What are we willing to say no to so that we can be ready for what God wants to use us for? You know, without those, those vessels, without that extra space, uh, she would not have been able to receive the blessing that God intended. The, the blessing was actually only limited by her capacity to receive it. And, and I think when, when, when we're thinking about God pouring more people into this house, pouring uh, more lives into this house, that for us to receive, for us to, to then lean into more lives that could be changed through our house, that's only limited by our capacity to receive it. Because amazing people could walk through these doors, walk into our space, come in and be put in our hands by God. But if we're not ready for them, uh, we're not going to be able to see the change and transformation that God wants to facilitate through us in their lives. You know, she started out with just a few vessels. And it was actually Elisha that told her uh, to go and, and get more. You know, I, I don't want to settle for God doing a little in our lives. I don't want to be a church, a team. I don't want to be the kind of leader that settles for God doing a little bit through me, for God doing a little bit uh, through the teams that I lead, through the people that I'm trying to raise up. I want to make room in my life for God to do everything, for me to look back one day and be surprised at how much he did. We've got to be ready. We've got to expand our capacity so we can be ready to see God do above and beyond. I, I, I love about this that, she, she sent her sons 
Sent her sons to, to hustle around the city, to run around door to door, neighbor to neighbor, uh, so that they could be ready for that blessing. You know, I, I bet they didn't realize when they walked up to Elisha, the man of God, uh, the man that God used to work out miracles. I bet they didn't realize when they walked up to him that there was going to be some hustle involved. I bet they didn't realize that in the answer to what God was going to do, uh, that there was going to be some sweat involved, that they were going to be out in the streets running from door to door, uh, carrying not a little bit, but a lot. Um, you know, the, the, the kind of vessels they were grabbing weren't small little vases, but they were like probably this big off the ground, gallons upon gallons upon gallons. Uh, the kind of effort that it took to, to pick one of those up and carry it across town back to your house. I, I, I wonder if they were aware that they were going to have to go and, and expose their, their debt situation, expose uh, what was going on with them um, so that they could get what they needed from, from their neighbors for God to move in their situation. And I, I can't help but wondering what would have happened if maybe a quarter of the way through uh, they felt like it was too hot, they, they needed to take a break. They, they said, you know what, this, this is probably good enough. This is probably good enough. God, God would have still filled every vessel they brought up, would have filled it up, but it wouldn't have been all that he wanted to do. It wouldn't have been everything that he wanted to do. They had to sweat. They had to run. And let me tell you, when it comes to moving the kingdom of God forward, when it comes to moving this church forward, and by this church I mean the people of this church forward, there is some hustle involved. There are, are, there's sweat involved. There, there's effort that we have to put in to see people's lives moved forward. Well, what, what does that look like? What does that look like? That, that means, that means it, when we've had, let's say we walk in tired on a Sunday and we don't quite actually feel ready for people. Uh, that means even in that space, even in uh, us being exhausted, um, leaning into a conversation with, with, with someone who needs to have a conversation. Uh, that means uh, coming in knowing, okay, God, you have said that I'm a leader in this house, so when I walk in this Sunday, I know that you have something good for me, but I know it's not all about me. Um, so, God, I, I want to walk in with eyes open to see people. Uh, that means not coming in and settling ourselves in a spot where we're comfortable or, or even just coming in and talking to those that we already know. That means uh, switching gears a little bit, leaning into the fact that God has put people in this house for me to engage, for you to engage. So on Sunday morning, instead of just running to my people, yes, I'll high five, I'll hug somebody, but I'm going after the unknown. I'm going after the unseen, or I'm going after the ones that, that, that don't know yet what God has called them to, because it might be me that God uses to unlock that. I'm talking about hustle is required to move people forward, leaning into people when we don't feel like we have anything to give, having hard conversations with people um, that make us completely uncomfortable, but we know that if we have the hard conversation, if we ask those questions that they don't want us to ask, that might be the moment that God moves them forward. That might be the moment that God brings them freedom. We've got to be ready to hustle if we're going to see lives move forward. We've got to be ready to put in some energy, put in some time. And, and the thing is, your hustle, it's valid, it's important, it's vital actually, um, but it doesn't make the miracle. But your lack of hustle can, can stop the miracle. Does that make sense? Uh, your, your, your hustle doesn't make the miracle, but your lack thereof can limit what God wants to do in a space. Absolutely, he wants to work through you. What if, I wonder, they went door to door asking for every vessel, and they got every vessel. But then they thought, 
instead of going home and saying, yeah, this is it, what if they realized or they thought about, you know what, the next town over is only a few minutes away. Let's hop over there. Let's see what else we can get. Let's see what else we, what if they didn't stop at the border of their town? What if they didn't stop with what they saw? What if they were willing to go a little bit further? What if they didn't stop at the borders? I believe that the, the further they were willing to go, the more God was willing to pour out. The further that they were willing to hustle, uh, the more that God w- was, was willing to pour out in that instance. Let's be ready to go all the way. Let's be ready to go even further than we think we can go. Let's be willing to step into being stretched, step into the, the discomfort. We're at the end of ourselves because when, when we are at the end of ourselves, that's actually the perfect place for God to show up and do everything that he wants to do. It is in our weakness that he is strong. It is in our absence that he can make things full. Let's go all the way. You know, and the other thing I thought of, this, this image of her sons running around, uh, gathering all these vessels. I, I love that. I love that what, what God was going to do. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even know if the, those boys actually had the faith for it. I don't, I don't know that it was, it was even those young men um, that were expectant for a miracle. I, I know that they were obedient to doing what their mom said, uh, but I, I don't think actually in the story that it says that the woman uh, uh, and her, let me see, let me look at it again real quick, uh, that it was the woman and her sons that approached Elisha. No, no, it was just the woman. It was just the widow that showed up. It was actually her faith that got things into motion. These young men were just along for the ride. They were just doing what they were being told to do. But what's amazing about that, what's incredible about that, is these young men who may not have had the faith before this miracle came to pass, at the end of this, they knew that God was for them, that God could make the impossible happen, that if they trusted God, even when they saw no way out, he could move mountains for them. I I love this because... We are a church that is here for the generations. We're we're, we're a church, and we're building a church, and we're moving things forward, not just for us, but for those that are yet to come, Uh, for the babies that we see running around in this room uh, now and on a Sunday morning. We're we're building a church for them. We are living lives of faith and stepping into the unknown for them. We have to be willing to hustle in line with our faith so that they can know that faith is a life worth living. We, 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 what we do now, how we run now, isn't just for us. The miracles that we see now, the stories of, of God moving in our lives now, aren't just for us. But they're for the next. They're for the next generation. And so just a couple of questions that, that I'm left with in thinking about this is, how willing are we to open our lives to people? How, 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 how intentional are we about how we walk into uh, a Sunday morning? How are we spending, how are we ordering our Saturday so that we're not walking in exhausted on Sunday and because we're exhausted missing out on people? How, how are we preparing ourselves in worship? Are we just worshiping for us or are we calling out and crying out to God for everyone else as well? Are we walking in asking God, I don't know what you have for this morning. I know you got something good for me. But God, what do you have to say through me today? Who is it that you're aiming me at today? What, what stops us, the questions I'm wondering are, are what, what is stopping us from inviting our neighbor to church? From crossing that, that boundary line of the grass uh, that hasn't been cut yet to get to our neighbor's door and invite them to come with us? What is keeping us from racing from new face to new face 
in the hopes that maybe this will be the moment that their life changes. You know, I, I think that God absolutely has amazing things ahead for this church, amazing things that he wants to do through you and I, but we have to make sure that we are intentional and aggressive about growing our capacity, intentional and aggressive about being ready for what God wants to do because what God wants to do isn't just going to come from the pulpit, but it's going to come through us, positioning ourselves, opening ourselves to be ready for what God has. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.